0: Welcome to Love After Lullabies, the podcast where we discuss the joys and challenges of parenting, preserving relationship intimacy and rekindling romance after baby arrives. I am Miranda, a licensed professional counselor in the state of Oregon who specializes in working with couples to help preserve relationship satisfaction after becoming parents. I am joined by my wonderful co-host and husband, Aaron.
1: Hey, We've been together for over two decades, and we've experienced our own relationship morph over the years. Get ready to hear real conversations with couples who share how they've experienced parenthood while keeping that flame alive. We will also share communication and intimacy tools for you to utilize in your own relationship. Keep your chin up. Look at those stars. (laughs) Wait, I got a better one. Make sure those chairs stop squeaking. (laughs) Hey there, Aaron. Hi. How
0: was your weekend?
1: Well, it was a weekend. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it was It was good. I liked, the. I mean, the weather was amazing. We had an amazing soccer game that our daughter scored her first goal.
0: Yeah, she did awesome. Yeah. It's pretty fun to
1: watch. To the spirit of this episode, it was fun uh, raking leaves as a family yesterday.
0: Oh, yeah, we did do that. Huh? The kids liked it. Yeah. Before the rain came today.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, it was... Um, you like how I said spirit because it's October. Mm, yeah. Yes.
0: Nice pun. Though. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. By the spirit of episode, I mean working together, working as a group, as a couple.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, you know, after you have kids and you kind of are in the thick of it, every day can feel like the same or passing ships through the night, maybe with you and your partner. And this episode, we talked to a couple of... Carolyn and Marcello, and they have been creative together and do, did a podcast about ice cream.
1: Yeah, it's a really fun podcast.
0: Which I think is kind of fun because we have also done a podcast together. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously.
1: Obst- and we've had very similar stories as far as, you know, long-distance dating in college. and Yeah. Yeah, it was fun talking to them.
0: But, you know, how, how do you guys keep your creativity or, or do you? Yes. Yeah. What are some things that you guys have done mm-hmm. together to either invest in something or start a hobby together or... I don't know.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, even the simple stuff like watching the same movie and show on Netflix together. Or do you watch just separate things and it's your own thing, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Some people feel like that's not a good thing to just be watching Netflix in the evening, but I... I disagree. If you guys are watching a show together and it's like a ritual that you do, it's fine. You know? Yeah. You enjoy it. You have a good time. So I guess in the spirit, as you said, of the ice cream theme too, do you have a funny ice cream memory?
1: Well, we made one this weekend. We did? Yeah. We all four went and got our flu shot. Oh yes. And our girls, I mean, it's hit or miss whether they take shots. Well, our oldest, our oldest, It's the build-up that makes her really nervous, and she gets all, like, passy-outy kind of stuff. Yeah. So, we're like, oh, we're going to go have ice cream. We'll go do ice cream together. So, yeah, we ended up going and getting ice cream. And probably my favorite ice cream of all time, the type of ice cream, you know, like, not I I guess maybe not type, but place, is Handel's Ice Cream. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. uh, I think it's nationwide. We thought it was local in our little town. We're, like, so special like oh we have this amazing local place but it's it's actually not is, there's quite is a is it ohio of
1: it. is that I, where they're based out of i don't know yeah i don't think there's a lot of them but yeah it's it's national
0: so if you have handles near you you're one lucky duck
1: yeah they're incredible um i don't necessarily have a funny one you know a story about myself but my brother used to work for 31 flavors and it was his first job and you know he was a stupid high school kid and as many of us are, and he told he I always remember this really funny story. He told me that his first night shift, his first evening shift, his fellow employees were closing up shop and giving him things to do all the closing duties for the night. and they said that he needed to refill the drinking fountain tanks. and so, they made him fill up five-gallon buckets of water in the very back room and carry them all the way out to the drinking fountain and pour them down the drain <laughs> like he was filling up the tanks for the next day. I I don't know how long it lasted, but I guess he did it for quite a while. That's really funny. And they were all cracking up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nice hazing activity. <laughs>
1: yeah. What about you?
0: Oh, gosh. I don't know. I We had a lot of ice cream growing up, so ice cream was a, definitely a favorite summer treat, so... We had an abundance of it, and still my parents always have ice cream.
1: When you were growing up and you had all kinds of ice cream, was there a certain reason why you would go, like after like a baseball game or what?
0: Mm, no, it would just be random. We'd go to 31 Flavors.
1: Yeah, I think that was pretty much our only option. Yeah. And maybe uh, TCBY. Ugh. Yeah. I don't like frozen yogurt. Well, that's why they're not around anymore.
0: <laughs> all right, well, shall we dive in? Yeah,
1: enjoy the episode.
0: Welcome to Love After Lullabies. Today we have Carolyn and Marcelo. And you guys have a podcast as well, which we're really excited about. We've actually listened to a few episodes. It's called Sunday Day. Oh, yes. <laughs>
1: it's, it's a good road trip listen. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's also great because it's family friendly too. So, you know, we don't yeah, have yeah. to worry about, you know, murder podcasts and make sure that the kids are asleep and... <laughs> <laughs> <I don't
2: know. laughs> yeah, that, that, that was the, the idea the brief was to make it family friendly you know coming mm-hmm. from the ice cream world and yeah you know we yeah. like our you know uh body you know um comedy podcasts and stuff like that but yeah we understand with the kids in the car you gotta change yeah. the channel
3: we listen to a lot of podcasts that we can't listen to with the kids so totally. the goal was the goal to do something different
1: Although after we're done listening, then like, we have to have the ice cream conversation. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: We are <laughs> all uh, ice cream at some point.
2: Yes. Yeah. Big ice cream is getting a, lot of, a couple bucks from us, for sure, from the from the kids.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: definitely. What's their palate?
3: So we listened to some of your podcasts as Ooh. well, and it, it sounds like we have kind of similar backgrounds. Um, we met on move day at college. and. Oh, nice. uh, and then we made out and we've been together ever since.
2: <laughs> is it that kind of podcast? Okay. You right. guys
3: made out right is. when you met? Yeah. No, <laughs> the but the
2: energy that first day <laughs> just, you know, wow, it's all-
3: sweaty. And- <laughs> you know, he did plug in my landline for yeah. me on the first day. Ooh, nice. Life yeah and
2: that's you know, not a euphemism no, it's I just not. At it. we'll take it for what that is yeah.
3: yeah yeah he had met my roommate at orientation so he came by my dorm room to say hi to her and okay. uh, it, it wasn't love at first sight but it was friendship at first sight I would yeah, say yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so uh yeah and that was
2: and then a long, prolonged, like, protracted romance <laughs> of, like, two weeks, and then we started yeah. dating. So. Yeah.
3: And we were long distance for several years. Um, so we did freshman year of college together, and then he transferred to another school in New York. Mm-hmm. And then we stayed together, and then we graduated, and then I went to a school in New York, and we switched places. we're real
2: smart people.
3: Yeah. <laughs> It felt like such a big part of our identity for so long that we were this long distance couple. And, yeah. you know, it was like DC to New York. So it was mm-hmm. very manageable. Um, it's still not
2: nothing. I didn't have a car. You know, i took take the bus or the train every time.
3: And we did that for four years. And oh, it, was, wow. it was brutal.
1: Yeah. It was yeah. Brutal. And that's that's not small beans. That's at least, no. I don't know, what, a 10 hour drive? 15? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Not that.
0: A couple hours, I think. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really, you know, it's it's a straight shot. There's like the big highways go right up there and you're on the New Jersey Turnpike and then you get there pretty easily. It's not, oh, wow. you know, it's not upstate. I wasn't in like upstate New York. I was like right outside of Manhattan, like a little bit north of Manhattan. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. nothing. You're talking to a couple West West
1: Coast kids. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, gotcha. pardon my geography. You need geography. to go back
0: to geography. <laughs> I was just in D.C. too. I had no
1: idea. Yeah. We listened to your guys' um, ice cream episode about Tillamook Brewery.
0: Yeah. And that's... <laughs>
1: We grew yeah. up going there, and that's yeah. like in our hood. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. yeah. did we get it right? <laughs> yeah, you, you did. Got, you did. It was fun. It was yeah, fun yeah. To listen to. Her. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it was interesting about the pronunciation because you know you see it and yeah, but yeah. you said it right, Tilamook.
1: When you guys said you started dating two weeks into it, what was your guys's first
2: date? Well, again, we're at college, so it's like, well, I go to the local Chipotle and like rent a movie or something. Pretty much. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. We started so. So we were we were friends. We were like watching movies together as friends, and then one day he put his arm around me, yes. and then we made out. And then, well, you
2: made me skip class. I so did make don't, skip you skip class. You, know, yeah. you, had, you knew what was up. I
3: did. Um, but our actual first date was my birthday, yeah, that's true. which is at the end of September, and we went to a, a fancy restaurant. Uh, like a local steakhouse. A local steakhouse. Yeah, yeah. That was our our first date was steakhouse for my birthday. But otherwise, it was just watching movies and going to Chipotle and Hollywood video to uh, pick out a DVD to watch. And that was so long ago. It was 2001.
1: Yeah. 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 We were just talking about blockbusters and and how like just the the ritual of going was such a fun act right like or being disappointed that a movie wasn't there
2: was it fun or did it almost destroy our relationship several times we didn't pick a movie like we were just in there for an hour and just like dying
3: yeah we definitely had once or twice where we did leave with nothing
2: Yeah, which was (laughs) challenging
3: but now we just do the same thing like trying to pick something on Netflix
0: yeah we wouldn't have to
2: go anywhere Yeah. <laughs> Equally frustrating.
0: So four years of long distance, what, I mean, h- how did you guys manage that? What kept you together?
3: So I think it was actually a really good way for us to establish a basis of communication. Yeah. We talked on the phone every day, even when we had nothing to say. And we usually had nothing to say. It was like, what'd you eat for lunch today? Yeah. Um, and then at some point, I think you started reading books to
2: me
3: I think so yeah <laughs> yeah so That's literally cool. just
2: but like romance novels romance just novels, like just, yeah, just like course, nonsense that yeah, you could fall asleep to sort of stuff oh yeah.
3: and I did I would have the phone and I'd like drop the phone on like, my clunk. face
2: yeah hear the clunk. Be like, okay time to go
3: yeah really just touching base every day and and now I think we're still pretty good about like We can always make conversation with each other. We're we're never really the couple that you see at the restaurant who's just sitting in silence. Like Mm -hmm. we always know we can fall back on talking about our favorite Christopher Nolan movies, or um, it usually involves Batman. Or (laughs) now we talk about podcasts. You know, I describe a podcast to him. He describes a podcast to me. So it made us really good at just. Having stuff to talk about, yeah I mean
2: the the foundation had to be con kind of like a uh, communication so obviously we've been good communicators we're not perfect you know we, no. we we fight and we get on each other's nerves and don't speak up when we have things that are bothering us but you know day to day moment to moment we can we're good communicators we,
3: we were basically literal children when we met so sure. in a lot of ways we we've, yeah. we've also grown up and and it's been a challenge to you know grow into your own adult person, but also like be there with the person that you met when you were seventeen. Yeah, we didn't have so, our own
2: personal journeys. Our journeys are kind of intertwined. Just
3: but that long go. distance again sort of gave us the space to explore growing into adults.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's a great foundation for sure. I mean,
0: we we had some period of long distance, which was about, I mean, at mm-hmm. the same distance wise, a few hour, few hour mm-hmm. difference. Not four years, so I, uh, you guys, and I would say our communication really sucked.
1: <laughs> because, we were, because we were kids, you know, yeah. like yeah. it, it did teach us a lot.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the the crazy thing now is it makes us so impatient for people who. Struggle with long distance, yeah, so. like we can't watch The Office because when Pam goes to New York and she's like two hours away, and it's gonna be six months, we're like, what are these people complaining about? Like <laughs> this, is Like this is not <laughs> a conflict. Like get over it. You're out of college.
2: Yeah. You're you're kind of adults. You know, like it's fine.
3: Yeah, as long as you're in the same time zone, which you know, a, a lot of people have to be like truly long distance. But if you're mm-hmm. in the same time zone, it's like oh, it's kind of a wash. Yeah. So eventually that ended and... We've gotten up to the year 2006, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we just, we sort of casually dated each other after that. Well, yeah. I we think.
2: knew, we didn't want to like, again, we, because we'd taken so long, we didn't like want to just jump into it and force it kind of thing. So we, we each had our own separate apartments with friends kind of thing. You know, I was back a year before she was, so I was living with my parents and my friends wanted to get a place. So we got a place. And, but as soon as she was back, we didn't like immediately... Move in together. She got her own place with her friends, sort of thing. And we were in the same town uh, around here. And we just kind of, yeah, kept dating and wanted to make sure this is, we have never lived with each other. We've never dated in the same area outside of school. We just wanted to make sure that we were, again, finding our own path, our own journey, having our own separate space until we were really sure we could come together again. Was that awkward at first? Was it
3: awkward? I don't
2: think so.
3: I don't remember. It was only awkward when he was living with his parents. I would
2: say. Oh, yes. I can't <laughs> imagine. Why.
3: Those were some awesome. <laughs> That that didn't last too long, thankfully. thankfully but
2: no. um, it it settled itself. It's, it's like d- no way. <laughs> <laughs> this blow I'm out of here.
3: Yeah, but uh, yeah, and then I'm I'm sure I started dropping hints about wanting to get engaged before too too long, mm. and eventually yeah. we did, and eventually we got married, and and then we had babies, and it, it it's, it's so crazy how time like. Collapses. collapses, yeah, yeah. 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 Like those four years of being long distance felt like eternity. Yes, eternity. And now it's like, oh snap, we had a kid nine years ago? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. where did it go? How old are your kiddos? So nine and seven and yeah. nine, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, ours are six and nine.
1: So yeah, the similarities are <laughs> yeah there you go.
3: I mean, yeah. I don't know about you, but I am loving these ages. Like the the elementary school years for me have been so great. And especially, I mean, you know, like COVID, I guess we'll just forget about those three years. Like that <laughs> that didn't happen. But I never really loved having babies in the way that I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, you know, they're sweet and special and everything, but I never loved...
2: That's so funny because this is—it also feels like a switchover for me. Where before you were like, "Oh, little babies, little well, babies yeah. aren't babies anymore; they're getting big." I know. And now you're like, "I love this age. They're yeah, big I and do. awesome." I was like, "There was like a, they are like, big a and awesome. like a hump you had to get over there between baby and this age." I feel like.
3: Well, and I think once you decide that you're not going to have more kids, then it mm-hmm. becomes like, oh, I'm not going to have babies yeah. anymore. Yeah. Babies will be over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now that they're like cool and I don't have to worry about them dying all the time. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I went to the farmer's market with them this morning and I could like have my back turned and not be thinking like, what's happening behind me? Like it's, it's fine. They're, they're big.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And especially like, I'm the middle of three sisters and my sisters just started having babies. So they're like in it right now. And I've like already graduated to like cool aunt status. You know, right. like I had to wait so long to get there. Not that I'm saying I'm cool. I'm definitely not. Um, I think you're cool. Oh, But yeah, just like seeing them struggle and and you know trying to help them in the way that I wish that I had gotten help but also sort of feeling like I'm footloose and fancy free man you you (laughs) idiot
2: welcome to the Thunderdome
3: it's (laughs) nice and you know for a while I was sad that I, I was very close to my cousins growing up and I was sad that my kids wouldn't have cousins close in age to them, but mm. now like they're really helpful with the babies and it's, it's very yeah. sweet. sweet. They're not like the weird older cousins. They're, they're engaged and they're yeah. like our seven year old just spent a whole week. My mom had to um, take care of my older sister's seven month old and the seven year old went over every day to help out. And he was so excited. Like I'm helping Grammy. Like I'm having a baby time. So yeah, it's, it's cool having older kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the moral of the story. How did you guys
0: adjust to parenthood in your relationship? Did you guys have any struggles or?
1: Or successes? No, it-
3: <laughs> Food sailing, yeah. nothing changed to at this all.
1: Day, yeah. <laughs> got caught up on sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sleep was definitely,
2: obviously for everybody, the hardest part at the beginning was the, mm-hmm. the sleep aspect of it.
3: I am a person who cannot skip meals, and he is a person who cannot skip sleep. So when those two, uh, issues come together in parenting, yeah, yeah we, we definitely had some adjusting to do there, but, but now I think nine years into it, we're pretty good about,
2: we're taking... like 50% of the way that we're right. figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: But, well, it's a, I mean, it's a struggle. It's, it's a constant struggle. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have, I don't know. I was like a. Like a slacker, basically growing up, you know, just no. I, did, I just kind of did my own thing. I was an only child, so I didn't have like conflict. I, you know, I'm conflict averse kind of thing. And then, yeah, my our older kid is just like us. Like he's like a carbon copy yeah. of these like kind of nerdy brunettes sort of thing, <laughs> and um, just like very you know a little bit emotional and he's yeah. people pleaser kind of thing. Yeah. And then our youngest came in. He just like just kicked the door open. And he's yeah. just like this bl- big blonde bruiser. Yeah. Right? Like, holy who, who is this guy Are, is our kid? Yeah. like I'm, I'm pretty sure he is and he's just like he's just like in everybody's face he's super physical and like gets just like is in it you know mm-hmm. and um, he's either the sweetest person in the world or he's the angriest person in the world there's like no <laughs> middle ground for this kid. and that's definitely tough for me kind of thing as a so i, I we, there's a lot of friction there and that's constantly like constantly trying to regulate myself to not like deal with him sort of thing. And on the other side, like not forgetting that my oldest child is like a people pleaser. So he'll just kind of sink away sort of thing and not just letting that be okay either. Like to engage with him and not, not just like let him be okay over there and forget about Mm -hmm. him sort of.
3: Just like everything with kids, like you can't know until you're actually experiencing it. And, And the fact that that first one looks exactly like Marcello and has my exact personality, it's it's really hard to not try to like fix things about myself in him, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like because he is his own person. Yeah. And fine. then having this the second child be so completely different from the other three people in the household and feeling like why do we all have to adjust to his deal? And it's like, well, because you do. And like, he's just a precious baby who needs to learn how to be a person in the world. And and we all are learning how to be a person in his world, I guess, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, you make a good point. And it's sometimes it's even more challenging when you, you see so much of yourself in the in the child. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you're trying to correct what you have. You're so similar that it's like friction, right? So it's like, yeah. you gotta remember you know, got to let them have their space.
0: Yeah. You have to reparent yourself, you know, yes. once you know? Yeah.
2: I mean, you just like start parenting a certain way because that's just like organically what you do. And it's like, not all of that's right. You don't just instinctively know how to like handle mm-hmm. every single part of parenting. Some stuff you're really great at, some things you're terrible at. And like recognizing that in yourself and like learning and growing and changing that is uh, very difficult. And I'm still, I'm still having a hard time lots of times disengaging myself from the the problem parts, you know, for sure. Well,
3: and I know growing up, you know, as the middle child, I was all about the balance. And my sisters are both um, rather noisier than I am. So I, I definitely got used to just shrinking back and letting them do their thing. But also, my mom was always very big about same, same. Everybody gets the same thing. Everybody gets same treatment all the time. And now with my two kids, I'm like, that's just not possible. And and it's not appropriate either. Like they need different things and it's all going to work out on balance, but we can't actually treat them the same. So that's been a big adjustment. Yeah, that's a good point. So you are a pastry chef. I am not currently pastrying professionally, but um, yeah, I did that for a long time.
0: What made you guys, I'm very curious about, because it's such a amazing concept for your podcast. <laughs> How did you guys come up with that? It's, it's a you-
3: couple of different things. I've been trying to get him to do a podcast with me for, I feel like two years. And this was the first concept where he was like, okay, you, now away. I think we're getting somewhere. And yeah. I have also been wanting to name something sunday funday for like 2 years so <laughs> perfect it, just,
2: the name. it
3: sort of all came together we have known each other for so long and yet we've never done anything creative together before mm-hmm. this is this is our first creative endeavor and we and lean
2: creative we're both you know not like full artists or anything like that right. but we have creative endeavors that definitely like mm-hmm. come out of us whether it's baking or i'm i'm in marketing i'm a writer producer in uh oh, nice. TV kind of thing. So I definitely am very yeah. active and creative in my day job. So this definitely was the first thing we've like artistically created together.
3: Mm-hmm. It's been really nice, but also like it does remind me of like early pandemic days when we started working in the house together. And, you know, mm-hmm. you remember like the first time you saw your husband, the way he was at work, like, Oh, this is yeah. this is a different guy. Okay.
2: He's a total a-hole. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs>
3: Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's been interesting to sort of interact with him on that level of of seeing the way. You know, I I'm basically producing the podcast, and and he's just sort of the talent who gets to show up.
2: Yeah, and yeah, um, we set the set the basis of like you know what our ability levels are, what our balance life, like how much work we have, or how much you know how much we have going on in our lives. And yeah, you know, I I was like I can commit to certain aspects of this i can't commit to like all of the aspects of it sort of thing so it was just finding that balance of you know yeah. you do by far the most amount of work on you do the mo- most research you are the you know you just you plan everything you, you do all of it you source the the ice cream like every... i'm
3: booking guests yeah yeah
2: <laughs> same 75 <laughs> like to 25 <laughs> and like the work that goes into like the background to making it happen week to week
3: yeah, but it's really fun doing it with you. And, and so my point is just that it's been interesting. Like right at the very beginning, we had a huge disagreement about our sign-off.
2: That's very true,
3: and it was really interesting having like a professional creative disagreement with him, where I felt very strongly, and he felt very strongly, and it's like okay, we're we're gonna have to get through this somehow.
2: Yeah, it was just like you know, live life a la mode, like how I end, every, how we end every podcast. I say the same thing, kind of thing. You know, I'm, again, I'm in marketing, so I'm like, oh, I'm writing yeah. all the in the scripting, I'm like overwriting. Everything and she's like, it's got to be more natural. That's just too produced. And I'm like, yeah, but it's the turn of phrase is fun, and people hook on to those things you do over yeah. and over again. So, and just and it came down to literally the wording it, there of was, the phrase.
3: Yeah, it was it was grammatically incorrect, and it was driving me crazy. So,
2: spirit of it though was there, <laughs> and it sounded good.
3: Yeah, but but we made that one little tweak. But we did. It's like we did have a couple of meetings about
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it fits the whole thing because Sunday is spelled like an ice cream Sunday, Fun Day. So, like, you have to have that catchy sign off too.
3: Exactly. Yeah, we we really tried to work in. I mean, he loves puns, so we we ninety
2: five percent of my job is writing puns <laughs> when I'm writing yeah.
3: So I think the issue was the the sign off was I'm Marcello and I'm Carolyn, and he would just say and always live life a la mode. But it was it was just. I wanted him to say, reminding you to always. I don't even remember exactly what it was.
2: You remind the reminding part was what, yeah, right? Like you it wanted was, to get in. There.
3: It was like it was a sentence fragment or something. Uh, you know, I was an English major, and I just kept going <laughs> back to like this. Is, it doesn't make any sense. So yeah, we got there eventually.
2: We did. Yeah. Ultimately, we knew we knew we knew we could get there. We just had to like, yeah, yeah it was infuriating. But- I wasn't
3: sure we could get there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, and I just felt like you weren't explaining it to me, like
3: Mm. you
2: weren't coming to my side of the table, sort of thing. And I obviously wasn't coming to your side of the table, so it was just like working through that process of like, yeah, the create. It was a it was such a creative thing. It was so funny to see how we had to work through that,
3: yeah, as a couple,
2: but as creatives, like partners.
3: Do you Mm -hmm. find that? Do you all have that same kind of uh, creative or? producing conflict ever. There's a desire to want to have more stuff like that, but mm-hmm. we
0: don't right now. It's been really fun doing something creative together too, because I've mm-hmm. always wanted to have some something outside of work, you know, that mm-hmm. was,
3: yeah.
0: we were creating. And, and um, so that that has been a lot of fun, but I think we're still in that beginning stages of of some of that creativity. Coming into mm-hmm. the
1: identity of, of what the show is. And yeah, <clears throat> um, she does all that, like you said, producing, editing, mm-hmm. Meeting guests and I'm just,
0: he's just there. I'm
2: just
1: the face. (laughs) That's important.
2: I mean, I I think you found Mm -hmm. that like just having to bounce, being able to bounce things off of me and, you know, as a writer producer, I I do a lot of that too. Like I work with a lot Mm -hmm. of people and I collaborate a lot on creative things and I can give, I have like, Uh, experience and so I can give opinions that are founded in my experience not obviously with podcasts necessarily but you know I work with editing and producing videos and producing a podcast is similar you know to Mm -hmm. that kind of thing in in certain regards so yeah
3: it has definitely been advantageous having his like producer instinct as I'm you know editing the podcast and and I've gotten pretty good I think
2: amazingly like you've just skyrocketed in, in your abilities it have just And I I wasn't surprised. I knew you had it in you from other things that you, and you you used to produce some cooking videos kind of in the day. So I knew you had some editing skills already like in the tank sort of thing. So I was not surprised how quickly you picked up um, the whole process of producing a podcast.
3: Yeah. I think one challenge that I have definitely had to rein myself in on a little bit is just, you can't try to sneak in podcast talk, like while you're just relaxing on the sofa together. (laughs) Like, That's not a time to talk about the content calendar or, you know, like, oh, we got to do such and such before such and such. Like I've I have really had to make an effort to uh, be respectful of his time and, and not literally call meetings, but at least you know, like,
2: like, like be like, Hey, can we talk about this later or tomorrow? Yeah. Or we'll, like we'll,
3: that, we'll you know? set a time and say, okay, we're going to talk for 20 minutes about the podcast because yeah, it's, yeah. it's too much to try to get it in with, with everything else going on.
2: Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. going back to being a slacker by nature sort of thing. And, and, you know, having kids is, and having two kids okay. takes up a lot of time. I have a full-time job that is, you know, a very demanding job. And, you know, it just takes a lot of energy and I put a lot of creativity and brain thought into it sort of thing. And then to have kids and kids, especially at this age, do a lot of activities and you want to give them that and you want them to go take them to soccer, do piano lessons or whatever, you know, go to camps. And then to have like this other endeavor on top of it to fit into the schedule is just, you know, it was a lot for me. I'm just getting easy for me to get overwhelmed when there's too many things happening. Um, So like learning how to commit to it and like open my bandwidth has definitely been something
1: that's taken a lot of work on my mm-hmm. part. Between juggling all those things, which is, it's a lot, right? And being parents, it's a lot. How do you guys take time to focus on each other?
3: I would say we are extremely fortunate to have both sets of grandparents in the immediate vicinity. And of course, we all know there's no such thing as free babysitting. Like you're always going to pay for yeah, it somewhere One way or the other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, With
2: their opinions on yeah, your life. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. We are very fortunate that we get to go on a lot of dates. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So we we actually I I can't believe I even mentioned this before. I was, now
2: I was wondering if we'd get through. With I was like maybe she won't mention it.
3: Today is Marcella's actual fortieth birthday. Oh my gosh! Happy <laughs> <laughs>
2: birthday! That's a big deal, and
3: you guys are.
0: Agreed to a podcast at- <laughs>
2: this, this is the thing and i was like okay this is important it's part of the pod- you know i definitely had to like process yeah. all of it too it's like it's my birth i'm not like so precious about my birthday that i can't fit in an hour or, or whatever you know to do something like this but uh yeah no i definitely was like what is my birthday <laughs> <laughs> you're very honored thank you
3: <laughs> so anyway the the point is that we did go out and uh we we went to a live podcast recording last weekend for our co-favorite podcast. How did this get made? I don't know if you're familiar, but they just did a tour and came to our city, so we went on that date last weekend, yep. and then we're gonna go on another date tonight and meet up with some of his friends. So, um, just having a lot of dates, yeah. I think, is.
2: And that's again because of our, you know, because of our parents. Like we, yes. we, we are so really are fortunate. I know it's not free sort of thing, but it's mm-hmm. still there and it's easy and they want to do it it's like never a hardship for them to do it they love the kids and they they are happy to do it and so we really mm-hmm. are more fortunate than you know some other people who don't have access to that and
3: can you think of is there anything else that we do to focus on each other besides just uh enjoying our our company each other's
1: company
2: yeah i mean again we we're we communicate a lot so i mean we just listen to each other's you know what we have going on in our, each other's lives i think a lot and just i don't know I, like dedicated focus, I think. Again, we're we just kind of do it automatically so much that mm-hmm. it's we don't always necessarily like focus up on each other or set aside time for it. I guess more specifically, like we're not mm-hmm. taking five minutes every day to just like look in each other's eyes silently
3: yeah. without blinking.
2: <laughs> then it's a competition, and then a fight about that. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Well, this has been awesome. Before we wrap up, I want to share with you uh, your first episode of Sunday Funday was chocolate chip mint, which (laughs) if I remember, that's your favorite flavor, Carolyn? It's my favorite. Yeah. Um, Which as a child, I I was laughing because I was reminiscing about what I would eat as a child. And we do like the chocolate chip mint would be my favorite Mm -hmm. with peanut butter and chocolate syrup. And then I'd stir it up and turn it into a soup. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everyone in my family was like what are you doing and it tastes amazing so oh, no. if you have chocolate chip mint
3: try it with some peanut butter yeah.
2: people's weirdsies about ice cream you know everybody's got their little things a little different here a little different there that's you know, always fun
3: maybe we should do a bonus episode about that actually that would sound
1: people's like... weird thing.
3: yeah yeah yeah
1: how about you? What's your what's your favorite flavor? I don't know if we're close enough yet to offer that. No, okay. You know, I'm honestly not a huge ice cream person. I, know. I mean, I'll I'll eat it; it's good. But I'm yeah. never like, oh, I could go for some ice cream right now. Know, what does it, it for you
3: then? What's what's your favorite? What's your treat of choice? Yeah.
1: We have a a local bakery. Actually, the the chef that runs the store down here was on um, Sugar Rush, the Netflix mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, just just their pastries altogether. You know, like. Any kind of, like, baked goods, scones, that kind of thing. I would yeah. think
0: your favorite is, like,
3: strawberry shortcake.
1: Strawberry shortcake is my go-to. Like, yeah. my, my, I have a summer birthday, so it just fits in well with birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like something that's not, like, overly sweet, but...
3: You have a very um, European palette. It sounds like. (laughs) Here you
1: go. (laughs) What about you, uh, Marcella? What's your favorite?
2: I think Cherry Garcia. In, and I kind of found that out in Mm -hmm. doing the podcast. You know, I used to like I like mint chocolate chip. I liked um, you know chocolate chip cookie dough as a kid for sure. But yeah, Cherry Garcia just in I like that set the standard in doing the podcast. I'm like this is I'm measuring everything against this now. This is the gold standard, Cherry Garcia.
3: And I think that's the episode that we hear about from people the most. Well, people will like our neighbors will come up to us and be like, We had to go buy Cherry Garcia. <laughs> like we couldn't just listen to it. It sounded so good. So yeah, the Cherry yeah. Garcia, I think, really surprised me in how insanely good it was. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, okay. Ben and Jerry's.
1: All right. yeah. yeah, and <laughs> the whole that whole story of Ben and Jerry too is interesting. A deeply rooted thing. Fighting the big, big ice cream companies and mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're they're genuinely cool dudes. Yeah,
3: I think a, a big thing that we try to sneak into the podcast, like vegetables in your ice cream soup, is just being,
2: <laughs> yeah, to put that. <laughs> yeah,
3: it works. Being being mindful of what you're eating and and enjoying yeah. those smaller brands and and knowing what you're eating and and just really uh, getting into it. I don't know, I'm I'm going out of steam. <laughs>
0: Love it. I mean, I I learned the difference between ice cream and frozen treat because of your podcast. I'm like, oh, that makes sense, right? Yeah. They can't call it ice cream because there's no cream in it, or yeah. it's not enough, not
3: enough cream. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's right. Yeah, percentage wise, read
2: the label. Like, really, do. I know it's not fun or interesting, but yeah, just look at it and make see see yeah. what it is. They'll tell. It, they have to tell you if it's a, a real thing or not. And be like, oh, okay, it's not mm-hmm. a real thing.
0: Well, this has been a real treat. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nailed it! And thank Fair. you for agreeing to chat on your birthday.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. it's fun again. It's a social thing. It's fun.
0: Hey everyone, we hope you got something out of today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at love after Lullabies. And if you and your partner are interested in being in the show, we'd love to have you email us at loveafterlullabies at gmail.com. And also, we would really appreciate a like, subscribe, and even a share would be amazing. She oh, so she got through in
2: three ears? Ha <laughs>